Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. Would really like to thank you for taking time to check out our podcast, our Sunday sermons, and our Wednesday night Bible studies. You can always share this, download it, or even find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. You can also find out about our church service times. We have our Sunday service at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located in the Market Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Sweet C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. Our full for sure. We want to thank everybody for coming. This is actually our first Christmas as a church. And uh, so we are really blessed to have everybody here uh, to break bread and have fellowship. Um, and we just want to let y'all know that we, we've been so blessed um, just throughout this year just to see God move and, and to have each of y'all be a part of a, a blessing in our family uh, and just see what the Lord is doing here in Divine. We're going to just go through... Uh, the Christmas story, we're not going to be doing a long, normal Wednesday night Bible study like we normally do. Uh, we're just going to kind of, I mean, they gave you most of the Christmas story. It's amazing uh, when you hear it from the child um, and just hear them. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. And uh, we'll be in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And I entitled this, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people let's pray father god we thank you so much for uh tonight we do pray and thank you for the kids and what a blessing it is lord just to to hear the child and the children sing and at the same time share your word uh we we just want to uh just come before you lord and just uh to hear your word and 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 you know to understand what the real meaning of christmas is um, we thank you so much for the families and the marriages and the, uh, the kids that are represented here, Lord. We, we ask that you lift up and, and just be with, uh, with each person here, Lord. I know that, that sometimes I know I talk to somebody on the phone today that's having health issues and, and just the things that happen. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that, that the problems go away. Um, the anxiety goes away or the depression or the suicidal thoughts. All that stuff is still there but we have christ christ is with us all the time and so i pray lord uh, that they would find comfort in your word comfort in you and uh, we just seek and and just ask lord that you would just be with us as we dive into this we ask this in jesus name amen amen um so we're really just looking at luke chapter 2 verses 1 through 20 a very familiar part of scripture and one of the things that we've been going over the last couple of weeks is what is your response to the birth of Christ? Everybody has to have a response to the birth of Christ. Everybody has to answer the question, who do you say that I am? And we'll continue this conversation on Sunday as we look at Anna and Simeon. And you go, well, wait a minute, Christmas is over. No. That's the thing. It's, it's like it will be in the commercial side of things. Uh, unfortunately, we know that one of the things we, as Teresa and I went into Walmart this week, I don't know if y'all noticed it, they've already cleared out all the Christmas stuff. They got the boxes and totes out and exercise equipment. So if you didn't feel guilty about eating, right, or having dessert, they're already making you feel like you need to do all that stuff. But 
it'll be quickly we'll see uh, the music change on Saturday probably around noon they'll stop playing Christmas music it'll go right back to the old stuff and that's how quickly Christmas comes and goes in the secular world the Christmas and Christ is something that we celebrate on a daily basis and so one of the things we had talked about is, is as the baby Jesus was coming into the world, it was 400 years of silence, but we talked about that a couple weeks ago. There wasn't 400 years of silence. There were all these things that were happening that God was doing in the background, including uh, allowing the, the Greek language to be the, the language of the, of the common people. Uh, so that way the word of God could go out. The, the other thing was the Pax Romano, the, the Roman roads and stuff that were built so that way the gospel could go out all these trade routes and everything that happened all of this stuff that was set up for the perfect time for for christ to come and it says in luke chapter 2 verse 1 it says and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from caesar augustus that all the world should be registered the census first took place with canarius uh, was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And this actually goes back to something we were studying. Uh, we've been in the book of Daniel on Wednesday nights, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar said it this way. He said, uh, Nebuchadnezzar the king, to all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I thought it would uh, it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me, how great are his signs, how mighty is his wonder. His kingdom is everlasting kingdom. And his dominion is for, from generation to generation. That's covered in Daniel chapter 4. It's a beautiful scripture because this is someone who just became a believer. Nebuchadnezzar, a Babylonian. Murdered people. Actually, you know, get, he would get frustrated and just kill all of them. And, and God reached him. And it's a reminder to us that God's not done with anyone. Anyone that you have in your life that you think they can never come to know Jesus Christ. God's not done with them. It's the greatest gift that, that, that's given during Christmas and, and throughout the year is the gift of the gospel. In verse 4 it says, Joseph also went up from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which he is called Bethlehem. And so we, we know the story of Mary. Most of us are very familiar with this, but it's 70 miles journey, pregnant, on a donkey or walking. Now, men don't understand this, so I'm not going to sit up here to try to act like I know the pain that that would be. Um, what Mary went through just to get to, to Bethlehem when they went to go be registered you know, some say that, that Joseph took her out so that way because of all the gossip. Uh, we talked about it this past week. Joseph was a just man and he married her. Uh, but there was a lot of gossip that was going on. The mother and father would have already known about, about the, the pregnancy. They, they would have thought that it would have been uh, either they had relations before they, they got, they got uh, married or either uh, something happened. Uh, with uh, maybe even uh, a Roman guard might have taken her. There was all these things that were swelling around, but Joseph took her with her to help. And, and by taking, taking her out of there, it's, this is, it's not like the gossip's not going to stop. 
it's going to continue the rest of their life. And, and it comes up when Jesus is starting his ministry. They throw it right back, aren't you, Joseph and Mary's? And that, that's, that's what happens. And, and so, look, you can have a ton of people come up and tell you about the old Mike. And you'll hear some things where you go, man, but that's, that's, that's who I was. That's not who I am anymore. And, and that's what Jesus does. He makes us a new creation. It says, because in verse 4, the rest of verse 4, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, he was betrothed wife who was with child. And so it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. It's very important because for some reason, people think that, that the Bible never had blended families. Right? Joseph is the adopted father of Jesus. It doesn't say that he's the father. It says he's the husband of Mary. And, and so that's important for us to remember. It doesn't matter, you know, what um, we think. Moses was from a blended family. Right? It, it, we, we know that these things happen. It's covered in the Bible. And, and we see that, that I can remember my stepfather. We fought night and day. Night and day. And, and, and sadly, I mean, he was just trying to, trying to, I mean, he was dealing with three, three boys. Uh, and we were, we were not good kids, you know. But at the same time, we, we see that you know, he, he was trying to be a father to us. And at the same time, it, it's, you know, we, we were, we were non-believers. Nobody in the family. Nobody. My grandparents either. And we were, we were wild kids. And, and I, you know, I, I have asked for forgiveness for what I did to my stepfather. Because I, 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 you're not my dad. I don't know how many times I threw out that one. Right? But what we know about Joseph is he was a just man. And we're going to find out this weekend that Simeon is the same thing, a just and devout man. And that's what we need more of in this, in this culture, are, are just men. Men are righteous. We know that the, the genealogy for, a lot of people don't know this, but the genealogy for Jesus comes from Mary. She's from the, the, the son of Nathan, um, the king, king David's son, and and because Joseph's lineage comes from Jehoiachin, they weren't allowed to be kings. It's stated that in, in scripture. We went over that this past weekend. In verse six, it says, "So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered." And and this is very important. That that word, the days were completed. That is the exact moment in creation that God had designed for His Son to come. It's completed. It's the day that, that Jesus leaves heaven to come to earth. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And, and, you know, as we think about that, we're going to actually see, you know, Jesus is going to be circumcised this Sunday. And he was doing what the law was required. So it, it's, you know, some say that he came to destroy the law. No, 
He lived the law. He was the only one that could keep the law. None of us could. None of us could. We can't keep the law through the morning. Just go in traffic. You can't keep the law. You know how quickly we get upset, how quickly we get angry with somebody, how quickly we won't forgive somebody. You know, how quickly we'll, we'll get mad and say something to somebody or we try to give them the one-finger salute on the road on, on, on 410 or something. That's how quick you're, you're, you, you, know, you fall. It's a heart issue. That's why Jesus came. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We are his people. Every one of us needed to be saved. None of us are, are perfect. Whenever you walk into a church, it's not perfect because we're imperfect people. The moment I'm here, it's imperfect. We're, we're, we need to be saved of our sins. And it says in verse 7, And she was brought forth first, her, uh, her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And we know in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, it says, Let this mind be in, which you, uh, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who would be informed of God, did not consider it robbery to be equaled with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a, bond ser- of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of man, and being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. The beauty of Mary's response is we know that Mary was humble, just like Jesus. That's her response. It's humility and obedience. Lord, could we use more of that in this world? We have some very prideful people. Whether it's in politics or sports or entertainment, it's very prideful. And, and it, it drives our, our, our world, unfortunately. But I love her response in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. It says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary understood the implications that were going to be laid on her life. Mary knew she was going to be dealing with She's being obedient to God and imagine the gossip and the looks and the things that she'll deal with the rest of her life. And it was through obedience to God. But she was humble and she submitted to the Lord. And it's an example for all of us. As a response to Christ, we should have humility and be obedient to the Lord. Now we see the shepherd's response in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says, Now there... We're in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to, uh, to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And so we know that the, the wrap uh, that was used is actually, it reminded me today, I don't know why, of, of um, Lazarus. Lazarus, when he was put in the tomb and was dead, was what? Wrapped. 
like a mummy. That's the same type of wrapping that happens with the baby. And the, and the thing that we talk about, it's not a manger. It's not what you see in the pictures. A manger is basically just a feeding trough. It's like stones. Just stones. And it's the perfect Lamb of God that they're going to see. And one of the things I thought about is when Jesus is laid in His tomb, He's wrapped the same way. In Luke 23, verse 53, it says, Then He took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a tomb, and that He was hewn out of the rock where no one had even lain before. Wrapped. Gently wrapped. They're going to see this baby, the shepherds. And the shepherds are the lowliest people. They're not even allowed in the temple. They can't even testify. And that's who the news goes out to. That's who the news goes out to. This is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and He is in a manger full of dung from the, the animals, humbly coming from heaven to here. And, and verse 13, it says, And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on, on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased. One of the things that we're looking for most right now in our life is peace. As we see different stuff that's being thrown out in the news and the next thing that's happening, and guess what? There'll be something else in 2022. It's never going to stop. Because guess what? If you talk to somebody who's lived in this world, Maybe in their 70s or 80s, they'll tell you, you know what, I can remember the 60s. And the turmoil that was going on over and over as Martin Luther King was killed and John F. K. Kennedy was killed and Robert Kennedy was killed and there was protest and looting. Sound familiar? Same stuff. There's nothing new under the sun. The only peace that you'll have in this world is through Jesus Christ. It says that he told us that in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's God's peace that we need in this world. And it says in verse 15, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made, made uh, known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And so one of the things I love about this is what do they do? They actually are obedient. They do what they're supposed to do. It's, that's one of the things about the heart of the shepherds is they were obedient to God to go see the son. And they, when they saw it, they made known the saying that he had been told concerning this child and and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And Mary is pondering and treasuring that moment. Because there's going to be moments where it's going to be really hard to, to see her son be crucified. And she's enjoying the moment. And anybody who's had a baby, that moment, that first moment when you hold your child for the first time. And you ponder and you wonder, what kind of life are they going to have? And yet she's holding the Savior. 
the Messiah. And, and, and you can imagine as a mom that's just a, she's enjoying that moment. She's pondering it because it goes like that. Before you know it, they're in middle school, in the high school, they graduate. And then the grandbabies come and then next thing you know, they're babies and then now they're in school. It goes quick. This life moves very fast. And you need to make the most of it by living for Christ. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard enough to live in this world without it. I'm telling you, I did it for 39 years. I've served in the army. I've served in combat. I've, I've seen things. and I've gotten sick. I was sick when I was 28. You know, I know what it's like. To, to not choose Christ. I had people try to share the gospel with me, and I didn't do it. I kept running through the signs, running through the signs. But eventually, God got a hold of me and saved me. And then eventually saved our marriage, saved five kids. And so we're actually seeing the first generation of grandkids come up to know the Lord. Now, he's not Joseph. I mean, he was... He's got some learning to do. I mean, we're, we're working on the prayer thing because he tends to just go off and say what he needs to say. Uh, but we're working on it. And then finally in verse 20 it says, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. I love that. So one of the things we see is Mary's response is humility and obedience. The shepherd's response is obedience and sharing the gospel. They go out and tell everybody. They go out and tell everybody about Jesus. That's actually what our response is supposed to be. But unfortunately, what happens with us is we, we either have a response of we reject Christ or we have a response where I don't know if I can follow this or you, you're, you're, you're not all the way in or you're, you're, you're kind of half in or not in. And I try to tell you there's enough grace for the journey. God is not asking for perfection because you're not going to do it. It's your sinful nature, mine too. That's why He forgives us. Past, present, future sin. Because, you know, I can't keep the law. I broke that when I think I was five or six years old. I can remember lying to my mom or stealing something, you know? But remember, God, even when we're struggling through something and I know I've talked to people over this week I got a friend of mine that's struggling with health issues major health issues and struggling with the VA and um, and and I will pray for him at the end of this but one of the things just because it's Christmas doesn't mean those things don't stop okay second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 if we are faithless he re he remains faithful he cannot deny himself even when we feel like, man, I can't go on any further, God goes. And He's faithful. He's going to continue forever interceding for you. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says, Therefore He is also to be saved to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. He's always making intercession for me and for you. We come to Him by faith, and, and He's our advocate. Because we will continue to sin. 
Because we are weak and we need His strength, Jesus Christ. We need Him. Now I love, you know, at the end of the day, I read this today, and this is where we'll close it out. And I'll just, we'll stop there, because I know it's a lot with kids, and, and, and I, God bless them, and, and I know they're tired too, and I'm ready for uh, some dessert. So I'm going to read this, and we'll stop. <laughs> so, uh, so one of the things I love is that when we praise God for the Christmas journey, remember when God stepped out of, of heaven above, he came down to earth. He, he clothed himself in human flesh, a child lowly birth. Jesus came to earth for us so we could go to heaven with him. We forget that. That's why he came, to save us. That's why that verse in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 is so important that he, he will save his people from their sins. We all needed to be saved. And Jesus came to earth for us so we could go to heaven with him and so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna just we're gonna close out in prayer and and i'm, I'm gonna give you a moment just to if if you want to pray with me and i know there's probably people watching online as well if you've never given your life to the lord i'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or do any of that stuff i'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and pray this prayer after me if you're and, and the other thing is too is if you're struggling i don't want you leaving here not knowing that God is interceding for you, that God loves you. A church family is not a perfect family. Uh, does anybody come from a perfect family? Raise your hand. I know I don't. I, I got some crooked limbs in our trees. And we got some hillbillies in South Carolina. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? We don't come from a perfect family. None of us have, you know. And, and so we, we all need the Lord. We all need the Lord. And, and so one of the things that we should remember is the greatest gift that you need is Christ. And, and guess what? On December 25th, after the kids have opened all the presents and they're running around and there's toys all over the floor and you're stepping on stuff and the food is all, all over the counters and dishes are piled up in the sink, and guess what? You still need Christ. New Year's turns around and you're trying to pop fireworks and trying to get through the next, the next weekend and next thing you know, you need Christ. January 3rd comes around, you get your bills and you go, man, I need Christ. It, it, it never stops. That's what he, but you know the beauty of it is? He's there for you. He loves you. He loves you. Let's go ahead and pray. If you want to receive the Lord, just repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you. I know I'm a sinner. I believe that you died for the sins of this world and was resurrected. I repent of my sins. I ask you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. I believe in my heart that you are the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. I ask you to be with me. Be the Lord of my life. Guide and direct my steps. And I just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. And while eyes are still closed, I want to give you a moment. I know that uh, at the end of the day, we, we can come in here and we have a good time, but I don't want anybody to not 
know that, that, that God is interceding for you. And, and I just want to pray. Regardless of what you're going through, whatever stress that may be on you, whatever anxiety that may be on you, whatever you walked in the doors with, I want you to lay that at His feet. And just worship Him. Just worship Him. Holy Spirit, we ask You to just move in our hearts. You came to save the sinners. And that's going on in our lives right now, just ask in that moment of silence, Lord, that we just give it over to You. Whatever stress, whatever anxiety, whatever whatever's going on, He is, uh, when we tend to lose faith or we start to have fear or we're, we're, we're losing our bearing of where we're supposed to go, He's faithful. He loves you. He loves you. There's enough grace for the journey. His mercies are new every day. And as the wise men came and they just fell at His feet, as the shepherds came, they worshipped and shared the Lord. And, and as Mary came, they were, we saw that she was humble and obedient. And we just pray, Lord, that we would not leave here the same way. That we would, we would celebrate Christ this Christmas. We thank you so much for everything that you're doing, not only in this church, but in the lives of each person here. I pray for those that are watching online. I thank you, Lord, just for uh, the opportunity for us to even have the kids up here, to be able to break bread together. What a beautiful night, Lord. We thank you so much for it. And we just lift up the, the beautiful hands and feet that helped put this together, Lord. Uh, through the time, talent, and treasure of the church, Lord, we just ask that you would bless those uh, that did that. And we thank you, and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.